truth is, most copywriters write solo, alone, with no one around but perhaps a farting dog or a keyboard-obsessed cat. We need silence and solitude to rouse the creative muse. But can working with another creative brain be a good thing? In agency life, copywriters are often paired with designers, <gasps> shudder, to work on concepts as a team. But how about being paired with another copywriter and writing pages of copy together? Dun, dun, dun. Is that even a thing? In this episode, Belinda and I chat about the challenges of writing together, the highs and the woes, and some tips on how to make this a viable and enjoyable option for your copywriting business. Hello, and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. My name is Kate Toon. I'm a copywriter, the founder of the Cover Copywriting School, a thriving writing community with a template shop, membership, directory, job board, and upcoming com- conference, CopyCon 2021. And with me is the wonderful Belinda Weaver. Hello there. Yes, my name is Belinda Weaver. It's a fact. Woo! I'm a copywriter. <laughs> It's also a fact. (laughs) My business is Copyright Matters and I help aspiring and working copywriters improve their writing and grow their business. That you do. And so today we're talking about club, club. We're talking about (laughs) collaboration. We can't say it, let alone do it. And how to make it work for you. Um, And as a change of tack, Belinda, I wanted to do a numbered tip episode. So let me go, number one, number two. I don't know if that is a change of tack, but it's, it's an idea. Do you like that? Idea? I love it. I love me a list. Let's, let's bring it on. Let's get in. Okay. So we're going to talk about, well, I just want to give a tiny bit of background first, because maybe we haven't given the background. Maybe that comes later. But anyway, Belinda and I are trying to write copy together and it's been an interesting <laughs> journey. <laughs> not because we're obnoxious people, but because we're both yeah. desperately trying not to offend the other one. Yes. Yes. And uh, we're doing this for our Hot Copy Mastermind. So we put the Hot Copy Mastermind before Christmas. And the first piece of work we had to do was to write a sales page. Um, And that was challenging. Belinda took the lead. Then I edited it. And then I had to, I was the one designing it, which then had a lot of impact on the copy. We had to change it, which is very interesting to see how copy gets used by a designer. Mm -hmm. And now, obviously, we're writing every social media post, all the training that we're doing, um, all the worksheets that we're giving our lucky mastermind. And it's been interesting, eh? Yeah, it's what, and we're going to dig into this. Obviously, this is the the point of this episode because we were like, we have to share this because we've never done it with anyone. And what the big thing that's come out of it for me is I didn't realize I had a style. Mm. (laughs) And, And then I try and work with someone else who has a very yeah. different style and we're both yeah. trying to do the same things and we are doing the same things, but it was, it's been amusing to go, Oh yes, apparently I do have a style. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just a style in terms of a tone of writing. It's a style of a way of working. Yes. And how you, how you put things together versus how I put things together. We've always yes. known that from doing the podcast notes that, um, you know, I would say that Belinda's more scripted. I'm more seat of my pants. We've always known that, but when it comes to actually writing copy, that's, we've seen new layers of that and how difficult yeah. it can be, but we'll go into that a bit more. So 
I think the first number one uh, tip when it comes to trying to collaborate. So, you know, the scenario might be that you want to work, either you're subcontracting, that's kind of a little bit different. We're talking about being even partners here. So you are not anybody's bitch. Mm. You're both each other's bitches. Um, So you're not working for someone. You're not submitting copy to someone to be approved. You're both trying to bring something together. So that's what we mean by collaboration. And the first tip we have is know your personality flaws. Which... Sounds scary, you know, for others, but clearly I have none, so it wasn't you have scary none. for me. It was really easy. <laughs> Belinda is just perfect human, uh, whereas I am not. I am not. I, I fully admit that I don't play well with others. You know, it's been a struggle throughout um, my career, partially because I think I know better than anybody else. I, isn't that terrible? But I do. Like, I just sort of think, well, I know what I'm doing. It's awful, and this has been, it's been quite challenging. Or I know... I think more importantly, I secretly know that I don't know best, but I really can't face anyone telling me that. <laughs> um, you know, when I went and ever did corporate team building, you know, like where you have to fall backwards into each other's arms or get through a net or something, I was always like snarking on the sidelines or trying to boss people about and getting really sweaty when people wouldn't do what they were told. Um, and I've worked in a lot of ad agencies. And when I was a copywriter in agency, I'd be paired with another designer. I worked a lot with one of my good friends, Craig Bailey. He was a graphic designer. And it worked because we were both so sarcastic and had just great banter. He's a Cockney Barrow boy. And we used to just swear at each other a lot. Um, and that worked. Uh, but it's hard. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't even like, I don't like being told what to do. I don't like having people put words in my mouth. I don't mm-hmm. like people setting goals for me, even myself. So one of my classics is I set myself a goal of getting 5,000 followers on Instagram. And that was four years ago. And I still don't think I have 5,000 followers on Instagram because I set myself a goal. I told myself to do something. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Even though it was actually me. Yeah. Who are you, Kate Toon? Tell me what to do. Yeah. Shut up, Kate Toon. So what are your flaws? You do have some flaws. Yeah. I have to admit that I'm, I'm a person that, that needs some encouragement. I need a little sugar to keep me working. (laughs) Um, so when you're working in a completely professional and adult way as adults, we sometimes don't give each other sugar and that's something I need. So sometimes I feel a little unmotivated when someone hasn't patted me on the head and said, you've done a good job, Belinda. And I love that very recently you gave me a bunch of feedback about some stuff we were writing together. And then you went, by the way, you've done a brilliant job. And I was like, oh, she patted me on the head and said, good job, Edmund. It's so hard though. (laughs) It's so hard though, because I don't want to tell you, who am I to tell you? So it's also patronizing if I say you've done a good job. But like this morning, I just went, I've just spent about six hours working on the notes for our training, first training, doing the PowerPoint presentation. And I was showing Belinda and I really wanted her to stop and say, that looks really good, Kate. See, it's exactly the same thing. (laughs) She didn't. She didn't. (laughs) So clearly I need the sugar and I need to give the sugar. So we're learning from each other right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, I think I'm the flip side where I don't stand up enough and make my voice heard. Like if something's really important to me, I have a spine like an iron rod and my husband sometimes says, Jesus, you will not get out of the way for anyone, will you? Mm. But if someone has a stronger voice in the room, I tend to capitulate. And I feel Mm. like that makes me look flaky. Yeah, it's interesting because like I've been thinking about our dynamic working Mm. together and it feels like I do feel that I, I'm not necessarily sure I'm being the bossier one, but I'm, I feel like I am 
being the more dom- dominant one. <laughs> I'm the dom and you're the son. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, I don't, and it seems to, like, I think I don't it's okay. Really, yeah, okay. Is that okay? It's okay. I just say that. <laughs> but, you know, what we're talking about here is, is understand what, makes you work well like what do you yeah. need to work well in a partnership because it's yin and yang it's yeah. the yin and yang which brings us to our next thing to a degree which is match personality types so you have to know who you are and then you have to match yourself with someone that's I think not necessarily the same as you like mm. I think that would cause a lot of friction so if we know, were we, both the same type of person it would be yeah, probably it would, not, it would not work so we've been working We've been working together for a long time remotely um, and we've we've had our ups and downs. I know what you're like. Do you know what I mean? So mm. when I open up one of the things that, and Belinda knows it drives me crazy and, and I do she it knows anyway. that I know. And she does it anyway. And I know that she'll do it anyway. <laughs> but when I open up a document, she has written every, we were just joking about it. <laughs> we do a training, I've got the giggles. We do a training, yeah. And Belinda will be like, Hi, my name's Belinda Weaver. She needs to write that down just in case she forgets. And then it's almost like moves head to left. (laughs) (laughs) Like she doesn't really get that detail, but literally everything is listed out. Whereas I'll just be like, say name, say the thing, do the thing, call, gone, done. And I would end up with five bullets and Belinda would end up with 20 pages. Yeah, but and fully written out, like beautifully written out. And we discussed why that works because for you, it helps you feel like you're not going to forget something. Yes. Whereas for me, it makes me feel hemmed in and like I've got to say those things. And what if I want to say something that I didn't put there? Yeah. Because, yeah, what I was just going to say is I feel Mm. like I I mentioned to you that I I don't think well on the spot. Mm. I I let my ideas kind of burble and simmer. So I feel like if I don't capture them. But what we found recently as well is I make these notes, but then I don't, I go completely off piece. Like now I'm not even looking at them. I'm just talking. I am. I'm looking at them. But I think the important thing is I know your flaws. You know mine. Like you know that sometimes I'll be like, I'll have just looked at something and 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 I'll get in a flap about it and go like, but we said we weren't doing that. And I'll send a really kind of capital letter message going, but Belinda, we said we weren't doing that and blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards I'll be like, sorry if that sounded really mean. I didn't mean it to. I was just really busy. She knows that I do that. So, you know, we've got that. Well, and um, you know the idea here is you it can be awkward when you start working with someone like you mm. know in the early days of the podcast we're doing this remotely and mm. we're not as soon as we get on a call to each other all the air is clear because we're speaking face to face or at least we're hearing each other's voice and yeah. so that be prepared to have those awkward conversations and be prepared to have tricky moments because mm. they're going to happen and when they happen Calm down first. It's like with the how you treat a client. Calm down yeah. first. Let the other person know that something's bothering you and try and talk in person. Because yeah. even if you're best mates, there are going to be points where you go, I have a completely different opinion to you. Yes. And I think the, the talk in person thing is huge because we've sometimes very early on in the early days, we got ourselves down rabbit holes by just doing email tennis. Yes. And you maybe the, you took a tone. We, know, like, we all know this. The tone of voice. Yeah 
came across an email that wasn't meant to be there. Yeah. And then you see the other person, we would both get on the Zoom together and both be a bit like, I can't do it, but like little scared I, rabbit faces. Yeah. Are you cross with me? No, are you cross with me? No, are you cross with me? Oh, God. Were, oh, yeah, we're I not cross. cross. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so oh, we're better now. Can we get back to work? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's about mutual t- trust. That takes time. It's not perfect. And it will be like a jigsaw piece. You know, my sticky outy bit fits in your sticky <laughs> bit. I'm getting back to the dominant subject again. <laughs> that didn't sound right. Um, but again, I think you have to be realistic as well. Yeah. I don't have a sticky outy bit, by the way, just so you know. Um, you have to divide and conquer. Yeah. So clearly, you know, you can't both have the Google Drive document open at the time and Belinda types in adjectives and I add a noun and then she pops a preposition in and we're like, typing together, one hand, one hand. Wouldn't that be cool? Instead, yeah. um, we've really learned to kind of let somebody have a stab at it and then the other person has a look and then flip, flop, flip, flop. So, you know, say we're preparing the sales page. Someone had to do a basic outline. Someone mm-hmm. had to deal with the blank page. Thankfully, Belinda took that bullet. And, but we also then brainstormed. So rough, rough bullet points, then a brainstorm, a discussion where one of us is typing in what the other one's saying and blah, blah, blah. Then someone goes away and polishes that. Then we flip it back, flip it back, flip it back. Yeah. And I think one thing that was hard then, we might talk about this a bit more, is you know, we didn't want to write vanilla. We wanted it to sound like ourselves, but we're writing together, but we have different voices. It was in, we'll come back to the voice thing, I think. Yeah. But yeah, divide and conquer, I think has really helped us. Absolutely. And, it. you know, I want to highlight to everyone that this is our relationship has also been an evolution. Like we're nailing mm. stuff down with this mastermind that theoretically we probably should have had nailed down years ago. But sometimes <laughs> pressure situations force you to figure out your process. And so, yeah. yeah, that having clear boundaries, this is what you're doing and this is what I'm doing. Like it's taken me a long time to figure out. I'm like it shouldn't because this is something common to the rest of my life too. I am not actually helping when I think I am helping because I go, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to pop in and fix something in inverted quotes and it will help Kate. No, don't touch this stuff because this is my stuff. And that has helped us, you know, keep track of our own work and not dip into each other's ponds, which analogies are getting all mixed up. But do you know what I mean? Like, Ew, yeah. don't dip in my pond. <laughs> but like, so for this one, I, um, you know, Belinda did more of the writing, I'd say, and I did more of the maybe the polishing and I did the coding. And that was really interesting as well because... And also taking content and putting it into a PowerPoint because then it really makes you look back at the content and go... This makes sense if you read it, but as a flow, it doesn't break down into slides properly. So I'm yeah. going to need to reorder this and change it. Um, and then the tone of voice stuff was hard because I say some stupid stuff. You say some stupid stuff. Like we've got our weird little phrases that we use. And and But then when I went through it, I was like, because sometimes Belinda will write a little bit for me. We've, we some don't like that, but she'll be like, okay, well, you could say this and she'll write it. And I'll be good, but I wouldn't say that. Yeah. And that sounds really like you, Belinda. That's something you would say. And she's like, but I don't have a tone of voice. What are you talking about? And it so clearly came out that you did have a very strong tone of voice. Yeah. You know, don't you think? Yeah. So- I, was, I was dead surprised when you were like, this is, and we're going to get to that. But, you know, this is, sounds so Belinda. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Sounds yeah. so ginger. It sounded ginger. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I was going to say my, my tip here yeah. is that you've got to treat when you're collaborating with people, treat it like a client project. 
Mm. Know what it is you have to do and know what it is that you're doing versus the person you're working with and and what kind of influences are going to impact what you're doing and what the other person is doing. Yeah, so the dividing and conquering, you need to articulate, you're doing this and I'm doing this. And as you said, don't jump in and help because that's not going to help. This is my boundary. I don't want, you know, even if you actually probably are helping, but the other person just feels that you've kind of taken away a bit of their pie or something. It's just weird. It's just really hard, you know? Um, So yeah. Uh, My next tip is to stay open. Um, I said at the beginning that I have a bit of a problem of thinking that I know best and clearly I don't. And obviously one of the joys of collaborating with someone is seeing, is getting all those ideas. Um, and you know, when we are brainstorming, I love our brainstorms because it's like, no idea is a bad idea. Um, it just, it's all flowing out. You'll say something and you, you call it riffing. I love it. Like I'll say, should we do this? And you'll riff off that and go, yeah, let's do this. It's like, we're playing guitar together and the tunes just blow it out. Uh, so that really works as well. Um, and just staying open as a person, like I think so important in life and relationships and collaborations. <laughs> is to assume that the other person means the best. Well, yes. They want the best. They mean well. So, for example, if they've gone and changed your copy uh, to something that you don't like, you have to understand they didn't do it to be annoying. They did it because they thought they were helping. They thought we were improving it. And they're probably not attached to the change that they've made. And if you say, look, I'm really unhappy with that, they're going, well, okay. Mm. And, and with that kind of assuming the other person means well, taking time to reassure the other person that you mean well as well. And as we said, a compliment goes a long way. So, you know, we went through our training. We're doing a big training about positioning and it's complex. You know, we really want to, we're not doing top level stuff like, right, we're USP, we're doing deep stuff. And, um, went through all Belinda's notes and I was like, I would do this and I would do this and I would do that. But equally, I, I stopped at the end, as you said, and went, God damn, that was a good job. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have had any of those thoughts if I hadn't had your thoughts to think of. A hundred percent. No, that's a hundred percent right. And it's when you talk to it, like when we talk to each other and we discuss the content that even better stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. But essentially thinking, staying open, assuming your collaboration partner means well, wants the best. Like if mm. you start to think, God, they're so annoying and they start to do this and that, it's all going to go downhill. You have to keep that positive attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff when you're collaborating with someone is there's a lot of assumptions about that you don't even know you have. Like we're coming together. You do stuff in your membership. I do stuff in my membership. I never realized I had a way of working until I Mm. tried to work with someone who did it differently. And there's no right and there's no wrong. But I think you have to be aware that that's going to happen. And sometimes with these kind of projects, when you're collaborating, you're kind of making it up as you go along. There's Mm. no brief in a regular client project. You'd have a brief and you'd control the process and it's all your way. But sometimes when you're collaborating, you are making it up as you go along. So you have to be fluid. You have to be open. You know, there's going to be rewrites. And I think if you can just keep, I love that idea, just keep letting your partner know that it's okay. Cause one thing we've started doing is going hack it to pieces. I'm not attached to this. Yeah. And it's just giving someone permission to go ahead. Um, really goes also, a long way. And also letting them know when it's not like if, if you, if you change one slide in my PowerPoint presentation, I will literally <laughs> you will kill you. Yeah. I will kill you. No, I'm joking. But it's, you know, it's, it's letting people know your back. Ba- we've talked about this before, letting people know your boundaries. I think your point about the membership 
thing was so interesting. And one little example of that, which is not copywriting, is the way we set up events. Yes. And uh, Belinda does this thing where she creates recurring events. So once you accept one, you accept all of them. And I like to have separate events so you can noticeably accept each one. And neither way is better. It doesn't matter. It's just but it was just I never even thought of doing it that way. And yeah, so it's good. Yeah. The learning, we're learning. I think, you know, we're going to make both our memberships a lot better because of this, because we found a little bit of a sneak peek, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah and good. I think the big thing is like, you have to ask yourself, is it just my ego yeah. or is this genuinely important to me? Yeah, exactly. The slides, they're genuinely, genuinely important. They're okay, that's cool. And just for, you know, they are spectacular. So I'm so glad you're they, doing them. Because they're really pretty. They are yeah. pretty. Um, okay. So tip number five, and you know that this is our little pet thing process. Belinda and I, you know, whatever differences we may have in the styles of working, we do love a process. And so we've been really learning which tools work for us and which don't as well. So we are using Google Drive to share documents on, but I really struggle to write on in Google. I re- I don't know why I really like to download it as a Word document and work in Word. I don't like working in Google Drive. It's just a me thing. And so Belinda has let that go and gone, okay, well, if that's what you want to do, we'll download and upload. That's fine. It's no skin off my nose. Yeah. Um, we're using Slack. And again, I have a very particular way of using Slack where whenever I have an action, I put a number next to it. So I say, number one, I'm doing this. Number two, I'm doing this. So that Belinda can then go, oh, on point two, I've done this. So it doesn't just become this stream of consciousness global. It's like you can relate back and go, ah, well, I didn't get to points five to eight, but I can still go back and stuff and go, hey, point five, by the way, and do sub threads and things like that. I think that's worked quite well. Absolutely. Um, We're using track changes. We're not actually using track changes. Let's be honest. We're not because I think it would have been ridiculous. Mm. You know, if Belinda changes something, she changes it. And I'm all right with that, you know, yeah. um, but we are using comments a lot, yes. I think going, I, I didn't get this or I didn't understand that, Yeah. You know? but in terms of like, so we've just gone through the, I think the second draft of our training, I've had a good go at it and Belinda will now go and rewrite it, but she's not going to track every change that she makes because yeah. I trust her to just make it better, you know, and I don't think she's going to undo anything I've done. She's just going to add, I'm talking about you like you're not here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Though? I like, like we're not Keep doing it. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, you know, initially we were having, you know, comments in four different places and yeah. we, we were kind of drip feeding comments and revisions and stuff like that. And it just became a bit of a headache. So like when you're working out your process with someone, um, it's going to evolve and have a chat about what's not working for you and what yeah. is working for you. And, you know, I think you've had some fantastic ideas and I think one of the the key things for me is that I I work with myself and I have AVA so I mm. don't have to it, I no one else has to look at how I work and make yeah. sense of it. It's just me. But yeah. working together has really helped me um organize how I communicate what it is I'm doing with other people. And one thing we said just before this is we're mm. doubling down on Asana. Yes. And so Asana's been, it's life-changing Yeah, because I, you know, we've got to do this, you know, we'll, we'll have an end of a call and we'll say, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. And then it goes on to some list that I then lose and we lose track of it. I'm holding up post-it can... notes from our chat yeah. just now. 
I can see your Asana tasks. I can also see when you've committed to getting them done by because we're putting dates on them. And then that helps me plan my dates. So we use Asana to do actual tasks and we use Slack to discuss them. So we don't discuss yes. things back and forth in Asana. And I think, yeah, it, it, it's a, I've been working with um, my online business manager and two VAs and a graphic designer and editor and lots of other people for a while. So that's where the numbering thing came in because with uh, Leanne, my OBM, we'll sometimes go through 70 points in a day. So can you reply to this email? Can you do this? I need an invoice raised for that. And if that was all stream of consciousness without numbers, oh, we'd get impossible. lost. Um, and now I've got my wonderful new assistant, Mel. Say hi, Mel. Loudly so you can be heard on the podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. <laughs> um, and so with, with bringing someone else on board who's not used to how me and Leanne working and going, uh, how do I do this? Where am I putting this? Do I respond in Asana? Do I respond to it? Well, and again, even uh, Leanne and I realized that we had developed a secret language. Like you have yeah. your own secret language of working and other people don't get it. And you're like, it's so obvious. Why don't you get the numbering thing? Like, why don't yeah. you get it? And other people are just like, what do you mean the numbers? I thought that was just a list of things to do. I didn't realize I had to, re anyway. It's yeah. But when you <laughs> collaborate, I mean, the point here is talk, like work through how you're going to communicate and how you're going to track things. So when you divide and conquer, how are you going to track the progress of your work together and yeah. figure out you might use different tools, you might use the same tools, but mm, work personally. it out because it can be a complete dog's breakfast yeah. if you don't. And, and the biggest thing I think, we'll come to this at the end maybe, but the biggest thing has been a lot of the times tools are great Google Drive is great. Comments are great. Slack is great. But there is nothing beats just going, hey, can we have a quick chat? chat yeah. And both of us have been a lot more flexible than we've ever been before of just going, yeah, I know we've got a call scheduled for this date at this time, but can I just grab you for five minutes? Because yeah. in five minutes, I can go through what I need to tell you. It's so much easier than back and forth, back and forth. Yes, so 100%. Being, being more open to chatting. So tip number six is expect challenges. We've touched on this <laughs> already, but... Um, we have put ourselves under a lot of pressure to get this mastermind live because we wanted to do it at the beginning of the year. But, you know, both of us, I've got two memberships. You've got one. You've got your course launching. I've got course. We've got teams. It's been school holidays. Australia has been on fire for a month. Um, it's been really hard mm. to get this done to the quality that we want to do it as well. So I would advise not... Try, if you're going to collaborate, try and give yourself a bit of time. Yeah. Because all, there's all that. I mean, you and I have been working together for years and it yeah. was still tough. So yes. if you're starting a new partnership and collaboration with someone, you've, you're going to have all this churn happening. So don't give yourself crazy deadlines. Because what it does is all the things are heightened and you get more angry about things. Yes. Um, another challenge. So Time pressure has been one of our biggest challenge, challenges, I think. Um, but I think we actually handled it quite well. Like we haven't had any strops, which has been good. Um, the other thing was, you know, be clear about your, especially with copywriting, be clear about your tone of voice. Like, you know, again, it's evolved for us. And we haven't actually sat down before and worked out our brand values, our tone of voice. Mm. Our, you, you know, it's not something we've necessarily done, even though we're teaching other people to do it. And I think this has been helpful to, to work that out. It'll be great for the um, book. Book. It will be great. Oh gosh, that's our next collaboration. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then expect a few, one or two moments where you really do feel like, oh, for God's sake, um, like she wrote read my, my copy or I've asked her not to do that and she did that or why hasn't she got around to that? Why? And also, there's also, I'm sure, moments where you go, am I doing more than her? Is she doing more than me? That's We're both the opposite. 
I don't think we ever sit and think, am I doing more than her? I always worry that Belinda's doing more than me. (laughs) And she does too. So she gets in a scramble and suddenly writes 15 emails for the sequence. And I'm like, but you didn't need to do that. And she's like, but you've done loads, you've done loads. I'm like, I haven't. No, I need to do loads. (laughs) This is what we're like, people. (laughs) It's like a nice off. It's a ridiculous (laughs) nice off of of like, she did that. I better do that. So Yeah. yeah, it's funny. And it's also, you know, when we have moments because we're doing family pressures and we've got other things, there's these things where if I have some time to do the thing, I just get it done because I know I won't have extra time. But what we don't know is we don't know what's happening with the other person. And it goes back to those assumptions as well. Don't make assumptions about why they're doing something or why they're not doing something. And, you know, I was going to say pressure makes everything worse. Oh, yes. But, um, you know, and the, the first draft of that sales page was like, I, I said to you, it was like birthing a breech baby. You were so brave to do that. It just didn't want to come out. And when I handed it over, I was mortified because, you know, I was, you know what I was worried about? I was worried about you reading it going, does she do this for a living? Like, what <laughs> is this? But then I went to Hawaii and I found my mojo on the beach As and I came do. back and went, there it all is. And I felt much better about it. So there's this kind of you have to keep talking to each other about when you're doing the work and mm. um, you have to talk to each other about how you're feeling. And, and how you when you feel you're about the quality of the work, you know, what you're, you're like, you, you sent it to me. Yeah, you sent it to me and said, I'm not sure this is great. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I, so therefore I had expectations that it wasn't going to be great. And it actually was great, people. She does do this for a living. If you need a sales page <laughs> copywriter, I highly recommend Belinda Weaver. Her website is... Anyway, oh, it was great. But, it, you know, also the other thing is, especially if you're writing together, you do need to leave space for the other person yes. to input their stuff. Like, so you don't want to write everything. Um, and this is... This has been a learning for us as well. As I said, you know, Belinda likes to do the full script. And sometimes I'd be like, well, where do I get to put my stuff? It's all done. You've not yeah. left me anything. And sometimes she'll even, now doesn't do it anymore, but she'll be like, I've written these points for you to say on the podcast. I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't yeah. do that. I, I, I want to I wanna have my opinion. And if you've written it all for me, I lose passion because I didn't write the words. For do you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, so 100%. We've worked on that. It's been interesting. And so the sales page never needed to be finished it needed to be 60% of the way there. Otherwise, how would I have put my jam onto it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's jam? exactly right. You know what I mean? Your yeah. tunism's in. Don't jam, don't butter the whole scone. Leave a little bit of the scone unbuttered so the other copywriter can add their own butter. There yeah, we I go. Move on. I think there's a rudeness uh, in that, but I'm not going to explore it. Butter my scone. Um, we've talked about two tones of voice colliding. Yeah. What did you, so what, what have you just, what is your tone of voice? I like really, still. I'm still surprised. I'm still genuinely surprised when you were like, this is so Belinda. There's no space for any tune because I always think I sound so vanilla Mm -hmm. um, that there's nothing because I don't feel like I have any Belinda-isms that I say. But that's because I'm in the thick of it. I'm oblivious to the things and my own tics. Yes. Like I know there's a couple of things that I do, but they're not tone of voice things. 
I think there's a lot of stylistic things you do and a lot of structural things you do, like the way you put content together, which maybe isn't as obvious. My kind of stupid little phrases and words that I use are almost kind of lazier writing. You know, like, oh, I want this to sound like me. I'll just put the word shit given in it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, That's so it's distinct. lazier. Yeah, it's a lazier way of doing it. Yours is more subtle, but it's very clear to me. Like I could tell your writing from anybody else's. And I think I sometimes it's hard to put your finger on why. But I, yeah. I can. But I, um, what was interesting is I raised this challenge in my membership group and mm. um, and they said, oh, no, it's definitely distinctly you. Yeah. And I think it's just it sounds like me when I talk, you know. Yes. But yeah, well, that's, it what, was, that's, that's the joy. It was a nice that's little moment be. to go. It oh. was a nice moment. Yeah, I've got a tone of voice. I've only been doing it for 10 years, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, tip number seven, uh, I think is the most important one, which is really to try and enjoy the adventure. Um, it, this has been not necessarily one of the most challenging thing. I think it was more challenging for me building my course late at night because I was on my own. Mm. And the great thing about this has been that like, we've gone, Oh my God, like we promised we'd get the sales page up by this date and we're both frantically doing it, but we, at least we can laugh about it together. We've yeah. shared the workload. Um, She had the ups and downs. We've had some frantic moments and absolutely 100% the end result is better. Like I feel like our sales page for the mastermind is better than either mine for recipe or yours for copyright matters. It's a better end result because it's just two brains and yeah. I feel I like it was it's been it was more difficult at the start of the pod because we were yeah. working through all those relationship things and yeah. those ego things and those process things and this was more about the pressure of time. Yes, that's it. When we started the pod we didn't have the trust we knew each other, but we didn't trust each other particularly. We were you know, competitors to a degree and we were constantly second guessing, well, why is she doing this? And why did she do that? Mm. Um, because we didn't have that whole think the best of each other thing. And, you know, I think that comes from friendship. And I'm not saying you need to be best friends with the people you collaborate, but it, and I don't think you should be best, best friends. No. I think you should, there's a degree of distance is good. Like if you live next door, we'd probably be throwing things over the fence at each other. <laughs> Melinda, why did you change my copy? Dog poo. Throwing, <laughs> throwing a poo over the fence. Um, <laughs> but the distance helps, but you know, obviously we know as well that one thing that moved our collaboration ability and our desire to do this together which is a big thing, was hanging out together for some yes. serious time at a conference in America and being stupid and having a giggle because it just broke down whatever barriers we still had left. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Alcohol does that. Barriers. Alcohol <laughs> does that. Of alcohol does that. It's hard to have barriers when you've like, you know, I don't know, I was going to say some of the embarrassing things we did at that no, conference. But maybe what happens shouldn't. at the conference stays at the okay. conference. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to have barriers when you've done that. So I think that really helped. Yeah. As well. And and sharing the creation of something is really cool. And I was gonna say I, I was gonna say a rising tide lifts all boats. <gasps> and I literally I had to Google that because you know what I thought of when I originally had that pop into my mind? I was what? gonna say a floating boat lifts everyone. And I thought <laughs> I don't think that's Boaty Boaty McBoaty <laughs> But it's been it's like as you say, it's been cool and it's been fun because we've worked through a lot of that stuff and the result is better and we're just having more fun with it. Yeah, I've, I'm having a giggle. Like I do, even like today, like going through that training stuff, it's a giggle. We're in, I'm enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? It's one of yeah. the high points of my day. And I think interestingly, this forced 
doing the mastermind, one thing we've wanted to collaborate on for a long time is the book, which we've never got around to doing. And I'm not sure why that was, but I feel like after this, the book will be a piece of cake. Oh, see, because- I know why. I think it's because we we didn't have all the things that we've done for them. We didn't really collaborate. We hadn't collaborated, no. but now no. we've figured out our process, yeah. our tone of voice together is a bit clearer. We've yeah. worked through, like, look at this podcast. It's like a little therapy session, which has been I know. brilliant. I want to I cry. <laughs> I do wonder what people must think listening to us because we sound sometimes a little bit deranged. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's because we are. It's, you're busy. Yeah, it's it's late at day. night for me. So. I know. I've got to pick my son up in about six minutes. So sorry if we sound yeah. deranged and hysterical. It's let's because end we this. are. Yeah. yeah, let's finish this. So regular listeners will know that at this time, we usually read out a review of the show. Um, and today we're giving a shout out to Steve Melbourne from Australia. Although I do wonder if Steve is just in Melbourne in mm. Australia, but I don't Maybe. know. And he says, I love your podcast. Probably not in that voice. I'll do it in Steve's voice. I love your podcast. You are both very entertaining and give out amazing advice. You are inspiring me to get back into writing and seriously consider copywriting. Thank you, Steve. Steve, I'm sure you don't talk like that. And I'm sorry if I insulted you. Um, thanks to you for listening. If you like the show, don't forgive. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you heard the show. It will help others find us and make us very happy. Mm. You can also head to hotcopypodcast.com and leave your comments on the blog post for this episode. Have you collaborated? What worked? What didn't work? Uh, Let us know. So thank you. uh, No, not thank you, Kate. I'm Kate. Thank (laughs) you, Belinda. (laughs) Thank you, Kate. And until next time, happy writing. Thanks for listening right to the end. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my two other podcasts. I have one called The Recipe for SEO Success, which is all about SEO tips, advice, and helping you grapple the Google beast. And my other, The Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, which is all about dealing with the stresses of running your own business. You can find both of them on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Because she always gets entangled in the beaded curtain. And you also, you haven't seen my beaded curtain. <laughs> it's a Doctor Who TARDIS beaded curtain, which I'll show you after this. It's beautiful. I know. I got it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm going to get that to make Belinda jealous. <laughs>